Sunday night. It's February. I about said January. It's February 13th, 2023, the day before Valentine's Day. So all you fellows who haven't got your lovely ladies a Valentine's gift, you better get on it. You got tomorrow, but you better get on it. Uh, episode 326 of the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm Tanner Lee, joined as always by my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, sitting in his man cave over there in Lockport, Illinois. How's it going, J-Man? It's just your last episode as a 30-year-old. You're right. You're right. How is, you how is the 31 club? Um, It's not as exciting as 30, but it's also <laughs> less depressing than 30 was. So I was going to uh, say, I didn't think 30 was that exciting because it's like, oh, no. boy, I'm turning 30. Um, I, I, was, I was kind of excited for my 30th because then my age started matching my hairline a little bit, and I had an <laughs> excuse for that. But uh, from about 31, didn't feel any different. Um, it's just another day, another day of the year. Just another day of the year. Yep. But you're right. Come next week. Uh, yes, I will be 31. So time flies when you're having fun. They say we started the show when we were 24. That's <laughs> wow. That's putting it yeah. in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A lot of episodes. Like I said, this is episode 326. Uh, we didn't always do it live. We didn't always do it on Mondays every week, but uh, mm-hmm. that's 326 weeks in a row that we've fired out a, out an episode. So, Yes, sir. Keeping it rolling. I have some birdie bogey for you here. It is uh, NFL related. I'm one <clears> back, <throat> so I need this to tire up. You, you might have seen this uh, last night. Travis Kelsey's opening touchdown drive or opening drive touchdown was his 16th career touchdown of his playoff career, passing what player for second in NFL history and who is he trailing? I did not see this. So. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, I, I will repeat it for you. Travis Kelsey's opening draft touchdown was the 16th of his playoff career. He passed what player for second in NFL history, and he trails one player. Who is that player as well? No no chance for a par either. <laughs> All right. It's good. See, we're going to be cutthroat this year. Yeah. No mercy. No, no mercy. mercy. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street, Rochester, Indiana, which is in the United States. Um, I'm sure they have uh, some um, Valentine's Day specials. Uh, I cannot find them here now, but I do remember reading them. Yeah, we read them last week. Uh, <clears throat> if I can find them real quick for you. Uh... Tell you what, over the weekend, one of their specials was a loaded queso burger, which uh, sounds right up my alley. It has house-made queso, uh, beer-battered fries, bacon, brioche bun. Did you see see their other uh, special over the weekend? Uh, Garlic butter skirt steak. That looked really good. It does look really good. They are having a Valentine's Day uh, special. It's a four-course Valentine's Day menu for couples, shareable Valentine's Day. Uh, each couple's meals uh, for two is $90 and includes all courses, super salad course, shareable starter course, then entrees, and then a shareable dessert. So, And I'm not going to list all those because it's going to take a while. But you got the array of uh, choices there. Yes, sir. What do you want to eat? So, and also while you go there, check out the simulators. They have simulators yeah. there. You can you can play some golf. You can play some soccer. There's a lot of other games you can play on there, like some uh, target throwing games yeah. and, and moving obstacle games. So go check have, that out too. Have you uh, done the uh, simulators there? I have not. I have not. I need to. Um, you have an I have not. My dad has not. So uh, I know he's ramping up a golf simulator league. Starting mm-hmm. soon, if it hasn't started already. I think it starts. It started in January. It is starting January. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Yeah. So, but uh, go check that out while you're while you're mm-hmm. enjoying a delicious dinner in downtown Rochester. Get your veggies. <clears throat> well, J man, the NFL season is coming gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Super Bowl Fifty Seven is in the books, and it's a pretty good one. Yeah, um, I would say it top was five? The- top five. I would say it's pretty close to top five. It was kind of anticlimactic at the end. You know, of course, you had the hold on a James Bradbury that kind of ended the game, essentially, where the Chiefs were able to take it down to nine seconds left, kick field goal. Um, but <clears throat> as far as uh, games go, that was right up there. Right up there. 
top five. It, it was the best we've had in a long time. Even, even that um, the uh, Falcons Patriots Super Bowl wasn't that great. It was just a crazy comeback. Right. It got um, exciting at the end. But I would put it right up there with the uh, Seahawks Patriots from 2000. When was that? 14 ish, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, the game was played in 15. The game was played in 15. Yeah, okay. Super Bowl 49. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, two, <clears throat> two great, the best teams in each league, uh, e- Eagles and Chiefs. And uh, Mahomes has submitted himself as uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's only 27 years old. It's absurd. I think Jalen Hurts kind of submitted himself last night as uh, submitted himself, I should say, as um, one of the elite um, quarterbacks in the NFC. Well, Mahomes, you know, he's been in – he's completed five full seasons for the Chiefs, right? In those five seasons, he's won two regular season MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, of course, with that, two Super Bowls. He's made three Super Bowls, so he's won three AFC championships, and he's competed in five. AFC champion. Yeah. Unreal. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he, he he won a Super Bowl MVP and I didn't think he played that well against the Niners. Uh co- coming into the game last night, he'd thrown more interceptions in the uh Super Bowl than he had touchdowns, and of course he throws three touchdowns last night and looked really good doing it even after turning his ankle a little bit and it looked like, "Oh, maybe Chad he's going to get going to get a shot at the Eagles uh, to come back." But yeah, he's uh he's one of the best we've ever seen. Um, I'd put him right up there. His, his, his talent is greater than Brady's or greater than Manning's or greater than it. Uh, it he might be the most talented quarterback to ever play the game, um, at this point. And now he's won two Super Bowls. As he said, he's played in three, um, to, to do it with, uh, so much roster turnover too. um, the Kansas City Chiefs general manager, Brett Veach deserves a ton of credit. I mean, he trades Tyreek Hill. Um, and it didn't slow down Patrick Mahomes at all. Wins an MVP, wins the Super Bowl, puts up absurd numbers once again. So it's just a uh, next man up. Uh, bringing in Juju Smith Schuster and uh, Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. Um, just little small moves like that um, in drafting Isaac Pacheco. Pacheco um, deserves a ton of credit. Yeah, and he arguably made the biggest play of the game last night in that scramble. Towards the mm-hmm. end, on a bum ankle, um, yeah. and he fighting through it, and you know, announcers, oh, his ankle didn't look that bad when he was getting up after he was down. You could tell he's grimacing, like son of yeah. a, but I'm gonna give it all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's a tough guy, you know. It's it's hard as a Bronco fan because he's a very likable personality, unbelievable player, but I can't like him because he's a Kansas City Chief, and he just dominates the Broncos. So I I can't like him. I can respect him though, and I definitely <clears throat> respect him. Um, and he's a lot more likable than uh, a future Hall of Famer on on his team that he throws the ball to a lot, Travis Kelsey. I like Travis Kelsey a lot. Uh, of course you do. Well, you guys got the facial hair going on. That's more so right. his brother. His right. brother we're, and you got the facial hair. I mean, we're we're pretty much the same. But just uh, as talented too. Going back to Mahomes and the Chiefs and looking in your crystal ball, the J Man's crystal ball, which is a scary thing to look yeah, into. Yeah, you don't want to look in that. I mean, he's got many more years of his career. To, to, to go and got, got to think he's going to finish his career in Kansas City. I mean, never, never say never. We saw Brady and Manning find new homes late in their career, and Aaron Rodgers might too if he wants to play. Never say never. But how many more do you think Mahomes gets, if any, Super Bowls, that is, titles? I mean, they've got to play in a game that's not the AFC Championship first for me to even right? think that they're not going to or, or that they're going to stop going yeah. um, to these games. I mean – Sky's the limit. Um, I, I mean, don't say, think he gets Brady numbers, though. I don't think he gets. I don't think he wins seven. Yeah, um, I uh, he he might play till he's forty six. Who knows? I, um, yeah, he he would have to to get there. Yeah. Um, the AFC's coming though. I mean, it is. Joe Burrow's coming. Josh Allen's still there. Um, I mean, I mean, what, at least one more, right? At least one more. One to two is pretty safe. Yeah. Three might be um, stretching it. Could see him getting three. Could see yeah. him getting four. Well, um, and, and, and whenever Andy Reid decides to hang up, which might be soon, yeah, um, that could affect the team big time too. Because I think Andy Abs- Reid's one of the best coaches of all time. I was, yeah, I was just about to ask you, where would you put him? Would you put him in that top five now that he's won two? 
if not, he's knocking on the door. I mean, yeah. not only has he won two, he's made four, and he, mm-hmm. he's been in 10 conference championships. Yeah, yeah. Because he kept getting there with Philadelphia. They just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he took over, and, and the Chiefs were good before Mahomes got there. Mahomes just took him to the next level. I mean, they were mm-hmm. good with Alex Smith. And, and Andy Reid inherited a dumpster fire that Romeo Cornell kind of left yes. there in Kansas City. So, you know, and, and that might make sense. Maybe he is getting right off into the sunset, and that's why um, Eric Bieniemy hasn't really popped up for any other jobs. You know, maybe yeah. he knows he might be the next man in line or has a good shot to be the next man in line. So there's a lot of moving pieces there, but when you have number 15 yeah. um, and they're red and white behind center, they're always going to have a chance. Uh, their defense was okay last night. I mean, it did have the scoop and score. Uh, I didn't think either defense played very well, but it was two of the better offenses. So, <clears throat> yeah, the uh, Eagles had four guys on their roster that had 10 or more sacks, which is, which is an NFL record for one. Uh, they had 70 over 70 sacks as a team and they only had one tackle for loss last night, zero sacks. So, uh, which, which I mean, p- part of that is chiefs have a great offensive sure. line, but also Mahomes is so good in the pocket, just not get sacked too. Yeah. When you think you have him down, you probably don't. Yeah. He finds guys open and makes plays. Um, I thought a big key to the game was Jalen Hurts, of course, played really well, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk about him more in, in a bit. And I think he, he averaged close to five yards per rush. It wasn't quite. It was like 4.6, 4.7. But besides that, the Eagles' run game was pretty non-existent last night, yeah. and they needed it to, to be existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, t- the tight end name's escaping me right now. Goddard. 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 He played well, of course. Um Brown and Smith are going to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought but, Smith was pretty quiet outside of that um, outside of that first drive when he had three catches, and really, yeah. you didn't really see AJ Brown's number called that much either outside of his touchdown catch. Well, he had um, that catch which was overturned. Yeah, yeah, he, he did have that. But you you look at it, it looks like the Eagles dominated that game because they had the ball for ten yeah. more minutes. Yeah, they had uh, more yards than the Chiefs did, um, but of course they had the fumble. Return right. for a touchdown, which kind of evens all that out. And the punt return gave and, the yes. punt return, which yeah. broke a Broncos record. Jordan Nor- did you know Jordan Nor- Uh your audio cut out, so I have did not hear you at all. And Tanner's gone. Um <laughs> as as uh we've been talking about, I was one of the better Super Bowls that I can remember. Um, are you back? I see you now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. I don't know if that's my router or StreamYard because mm-hmm. everything went out on me. So, but this is fun. This this is happening too <laughs> far too often. But as I was trying to say. Uh, before the, Tony on the Chiefs broke his record, Jordan Norwood of the Broncos had that in Super Bowl 50 against the Panthers. So, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did see that um, that was the first fumble return for a touchdown since Malik Jackson as yeah. well. Dove on it. I still to this day wish Demarcus Ware would have dove on it, which I want to talk first about. Him and, yeah. I want to talk about him and Zach Thomas in just a bit, too. Um, but. Going back to Jalen Hurts, he ran for 10 first downs last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- three touchdowns. Yeah. So I want you to rank your top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Top five quarterbacks? Yep. Um, I'm putting Mahomes one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I think I'm putting Joe Burrow two. I go back and forth between two and three. With Burrow and Josh Allen, I go back and forth. Yeah, I was I was gonna have Allen three, and then the old guard's no longer a threat. I wouldn't put Wilson in that top five. Wouldn't put Rodgers no. in the top five. Brady's gone. Um, elsewhere, Rodgers, I would consider he's close. I didn't think he was that great this year. Is the issue? Um, I guess. I guess to win a game, you want Aaron Rodgers or Justin Herbert. Probably Rodgers. I I have a hard time putting Herbert in that top five. I, I I think he's a he's a top five arm talent, tools, all of that. But again, hasn't won that much. Right. Um. Which which some of that's not his fault. Right. Um. But then I'd probably put Jalen Hurts in that top five. I'd probably put him four. 
Yeah, he, Herbert, and Rogers are the three that I'm kind of uh-huh. thinking in my head are fighting for those last two spots. Yeah, I I wouldn't have Dak Prescott anywhere near. No. Um, Kirk Cousins, wouldn't, no. Wouldn't have Kirk Cousins anywhere near. Wouldn't have Tua anywhere near. Wouldn't Lamar have Jackson, Kyle. not. I would have a few years ago, yeah. maybe. Maybe, but. Wouldn't, wouldn't have Lamar or Kyler Murray anywhere near that top five. Um, just I wouldn't have Geno Smith remotely close or Matt Stafford at Stafford this point. Stafford got banged up or, yeah, you know, last I, year, if you ask on, me, maybe. Honestly, the guy who played well this year that could be considered is Jared Goff. If he has another good year next year. Yeah. 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 But. So, yeah, it was interesting. I, I heard Colin Coward talking about that today. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask Josh tonight what. Yeah, it, it seems like quarterback play, it's either you're an elite guy or you're middle of the pack. There's, there's no, there's very little quarterback depth anymore. I mean, you, you look from years past, you'd always talk about Peyton and Brady and Rogers and um, Breeze. Drew Brees. And then there, there'd be depth like Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers and Eli just, Manning and Eli Manning. We just don't have that anymore. It seems like you're a top guy or you're just middling. So I was talking with my dad about this over the weekend. Um, if Aaron Rodgers hangs it up, the next the leading old guard then is probably Russell Wilson. Yeah, because it's really a drop off in age. Yeah, Russell's how old is he? Thirty four. He'll be thirty four. I think he'll be thirty five. Yeah, this summer. Um, he, I mean his his class. You look at it, the draft class he was in. RG three done. Andrew Luck done. Ryan Tannehill still still hanging around, but he's he's Ryan Tannehill. He's one of the middling guys. Um, so his. His class, when that first came out, we're like, man, this is one of the better um, quarterback classes ever. And because of Andrew Luck hanging it up early, RG3 blowing out his knee, um, it just has turned out to be not that great. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's just crazy to see the guys we grew up watching all yeah. retiring kind of pretty closely together. But Yeah, all of them within the past five years, really. That's what happens. That's what happens. I got the Brady Bowl prediction right of retiring. Maybe I'll get Rodgers because I had him in there. But he's going on his uh, dark retreat or whatever that is coming up. Four days in a row uh, of darkness. Starting today, yeah. His his sensory deprivation. He's he's supposed to be starting today, but yeah, he's advertised for the Pat McAfee show tomorrow. So is he going to call in the dark? (laughs) He's going to call in high on uh, ayahuasca. Um, He's something. Yeah, he's 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 a weird dude. Very weird. Real, real weird, Very dude. Weird. Well, let's uh, stick with the unless you had any other thoughts on Super Bowl 57. Nope. Let's stick with the NFL, but shift focus a little bit to the Hall of Fame class yeah. this year. Interesting class. Yeah. Um, some guys that have been knocking on the door for quite a while, like Zach Thomas, mm-hmm. finally knocks the door down. Um, a first timer like Demarcus Ware gets in. I was a little surprised he got in on the first try, to be honest. I was not. Um, he was one of the elite level pass rushers when he was with the Cowboys, and then he just carried it over when he was with the uh, Broncos too in his yep. older age. Yep. Um, you put him and like a Jason Taylor together, and they're the same. I mean, Jason Taylor was a Hall uh, first ballot guy. Um, their numbers are very similar. So, uh, and it helps that Demarcus was a super likable guy as well. Right, uh, that definitely helps where people actually remember him. Right. Um, but yeah, I I was not surprised to see he was the first ballot guy. I figured he would be. I'm, I'm guessing Cole fans are probably pretty upset. Uh, I think a lot of them thought Reggie had a really good chance to get in. I think some even thought Dwight Freeney would get on first try. Yeah. I think both get in eventually. But um, I think Dwight gets in. I don't think Reggie does. You don't think so? No. I there's there's something about Reggie that um he it just doesn't seem like a Hall of Famer to me. Would you compare um, him to like an AJ Green who just announced his retirement? Or Reggie, a little, little above AJ. Reggie's probably a little, little above, I would say. Um, of course, I mean, you, you can't fault the guy for playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and that helps, obviously. But, but for whatever reason, it just seemed like Reggie was always, um, he, he obviously always played second fiddle to Marvin because Marvin's one of the greatest right. to ever do it. Right. Um, and then when <clears throat> Marvin retired, Re- Reggie had great years, uh, sure. But for whatever, I, I just don't feel like he was a Hall of Fame. A level guy now. Dwight um, is a guy he wreaked absolute havoc during those Peyton Manning years um, defensively. I think one one thing I'll always remember about Dwight Franey is that spin move he had. Um, it and that will help his case to get in the Hall of Fame because he he had like a signature move that people remember. 
Yeah. Uh, that spin move was tough to stop. And he, he would, when, when the Colts would get a lead in the fourth quarter, he'd just hunt, just hunt, could, could do uh, whatever he wanted to do. And it usually worked out for him. I uh, got to look up who else is in that Hall of Fame class because off the top of my head, I am not remembering. Um, Darrell Revis. Revis Island was the first. I, I believe he was first ballot. Yeah, he was a no-brainer. Um, yeah, he was one of the best cornerbacks in the history of the NFL. Um, Rondé Barber? Rondé Barber got in. A little, little surprised at that one. I didn't think he was a Hall of Fame level uh, safety. Um, Joe Thomas. No, Joe doubt. Thomas. No, no doubt. First ballot guy. He's the first Brown since it's been a long time. I, I forget who I even saw. Like I couldn't believe how long it's been since a Brown got in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. I have we, no idea. We had uh, all the rest. We had Donna Coriel, Coriel, mm-hmm. Coriel, uh, coach and contributor, Chuck Halley, senior, Joe Klecko, senior, and Ken Riley, senior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been talk that they're going to add like another level. Like you have your Hall of Famers and then you have your top floor Hall of Famers, which are the Bill Belichick's, Tom Brady's, um, all those type of guys, Drew Brees, all those type of guys that are better than the actual, than other Hall of Famers. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't like that. Just keep it as it is. Um, I mean, some guys are going to get in that probably don't deserve it. That happens. That's happening in the Baseball Hall of Fame happens, nowadays, yeah. too. Um, you know, as fans, maybe we think the Hall of Fame is not as big a deal as it used to be, but to the players that get into this, each For of them sure. break down quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, we saw Scott Rowland break down and for, with his family, DeMarcus Ware when Jerry Jones surprised mm-hmm. him, telling him that he got inducted. So it still means a ton to the guys who yes. give their blood, sweat, and tears to their, to their craft and, every day. And I think if they do that, it would cheapen it a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, because I think we'd see more guys that don't deserve it get in then. Um, because you have, you had to have been a special, special player to even be considered for it, let alone get in. Um, and I, that, that's why I'm so happy Zach Thomas finally got in. Um, he was seven time pro bowler, five time all pro. Um, you put his numbers up against like Erlacher and Ray Lewis during that day. And they're almost identical in the Dolphins had the number one defense in the NFL, uh, when he was there as well. So, um, I, I, he was an undersized guy out of Texas tech. Peyton Manning, uh, called him one of the smartest, if not the smartest player he ever played against Kevin Mawai, who's in the hall of fame, called him, uh, the exact same. Um, he was one of my favorite players growing up, just flying around the football field. Uh, and I was really happy to see him get in. Finally, it'd been a long time coming. Yeah, you'd been kind of his campaign manager. Yeah. <laughs> You, they should have sent you in the room to speak for him. I don't know who the <laughs> Dolphins representative is that they uh, do that, but it, it was Jimmy Johnson's the one that uh, okay that um, told him because he was okay. he was the coach that drafted him for one. But would you ever go to the Hall of Fame? Like what who, what player would would you even have interest going to see that guy? I, of course, Marino's already in. So and JT's already in. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I thought I, I, I just I, I think it'd be it'd be cool, but it'd also be kind of boring. I don't want to watch yep. seven 40 minute speeches. Yeah, no, it would it'd be cool to do once. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Champ Bailey was the one a few years ago. I think would have been cool for me. But I was trying to think the other day, maybe Von Miller. I mean, I'm, I mean, now he's yeah, the only cool. one I could see that I watched his whole career yeah. as a Bronco. You know, the only guy on the Dolphins that is going to be a hall of famer right now is Tyree kill. And he's been there nine or 11 months. So it's, it's not like I have this connection to him. Like I did, did right. with a Zach Thomas or Jason Taylor right. growing up watching them. Right. All right. of that. But right. Right. So it'll be interesting. I don't even know who's, who's uh, up for next year. Um, I saw it, but I do not remember. Um, Next year will be guys that retired in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not that long ago, it feels like. Let's see. Maybe maybe I can find it here. Would would you go to Drew Brees? Uh, that that would be cool. He would definitely be the only non-Bronco player I'd mm-hmm. even entertain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he would have a ton of uh, Purdue fans go to that. Um, of course, when I put NFL class, oh, here we go. I put NFL class of 2024 to bring up draft class. No. But uh, here we go. I found it. 
Uh, Julius Peppers. Hall of Famer. Antonio Gates. Not a first ballot guy, but he'll get in. Eric Berry. No. Kalodi Nana. He might get in, but he won't be a first ballot guy. Brandon Marshall. No. It's hilarious. A lot of these guys are like one or two teams. And Marshalls, Broncos, Dolphins, Bears, Jets, <laughs> Giants, Seahawks, Saints. <laughs> Jamal Charles. Definitely not. Andrew Luck. Nah. Doug Baldwin. <laughs> no. Jordy Nelson. No. Sebastian Janikowski. No. Kyle Williams. No. Darren Woodson. No. He was a three-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Pro Bowl, and four-time All-Pro. Pretty good. Dwight Freeney? Um, I don't think he gets in on the second ballot either. Third or fourth. Patrick Willis? He'll, he'll get in eventually, and it might be next year that it happens. He almost got in this year. James Harrison? Nah. Rodney Harrison? Nah. Jared Allen? That's an interesting one. He had a great career. Um the Chiefs and the Vikings, but I'll say no. He's five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, 12th most sacks in NFL history. Might get in. Devin Hester? I think he'll get in eventually. Bears fans have whined enough about it that he'll probably get in. He was a game-changer. Yeah, he uh, – the problem is he'll go in as a wide receiver. Yeah. Instead of just a special team. Maybe he'll go in as a special team. Reggie Wayne? No. Uh, Andre Johnson? I think he gets in eventually. Steve Smith Sr.? No. Torrey Holt? I'm surprised Torrey Holt's not in. If Torrey Holt's been on the ballot this long and hasn't gotten in, I don't think Roger Wayne will get in anytime soon. Or Steve Smith. Heinz Ward? No. Anquan Bolden? That's an interesting one, but I'll say no. Vince Wilfork? The Patriots thing might get him in, but I don't think he'll get in. Robert Mathis? He, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer. Willie Anderson? I don't even know who that is. Off the office tackle for the Bengals yeah. and the Ravens. And Albert Lewis? I definitely don't know who that is. He was a cornerback for Chiefs and Raiders, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro. Mm. So, yeah, pretty big, pretty big potential <clears throat> class. Yeah. So, well, let's stick with NFL, football, all that. And I got a good word association for you. Beautiful. This, I think word association is my favorite segment of the week. <laughs> it's always interesting. It's always mm-hmm. hard to hard to find. It is. It's list. getting more difficult to try to uh, come up with them too. I do have to give my dad kudos for this one. He gave me this list. So, well, first, no, no, I'll do the list first. Uh, there has been 17 straight times the quarterback who loses his first Super Bowl appearance never gets back. Goes all the way back to Stan. Stan Humphreys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the list of other guys. I don't want to hear one of them. Well, Mer- no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not putting him on here. So <laughs> it's. Uh, I'll, I'll start with. Uh, I'll actually start more in our lifetime. I'm not going to put O'Donnell in there, Humphreys or O'Donnell, because we were so young. I remember uh, Stan Humphreys. Drew Bledsoe. Oh man, what could have been if he just wouldn't have gotten a concussion? You know, NFL would have been different. My life would have been a whole lot easier in the fall. <laughs> um, Chris Chandler, uh, former Falcon guy. Uh, hard to believe that he uh, he made a Super Bowl, but he did. He got there in Super Bowl thirty three. Yeah. Uh, should have, uh, should have been the big... Vikings against the Broncos. And yeah, the Vikings Who, I, I always forget the name of their big running back. They Jamal had. Anderson, Jamal the Dirty Anderson, Bird. Right. Yep. Steve McNair. Rest in peace. Um, man, they were a yard away from tying that thing. He was he was good. Um, did he win an MVP? I want to say he won an MVP. I think he did. Yeah. Um, it was a good rating, tra- too. Yeah. Tragic way uh, for his life to end, but uh, heck of a football player. Kerry Collins. Man, that dude threw for 40,000 yards, I played believe. Played for a lot of teams. Yeah, Penn State boy. He played mm-hmm. for about as many teams as Brandon Marshall did. Rich Gannon, MVP. You did when we should we should do a list of like like terrible MVP winners. Uh, Rich Gannon would be on that list. Uh, is he? I don't think he's still commentating games either. It's so he's like the E team or the yeah. F team. <laughs> yeah, he's their seventh man at uh, CBS. Um, 
I mean, he had that unbelievable year uh, for that really good Raiders team. But other than that, he was he wasn't that great. A guy, one of our favorite old comedians, John Reap, used to talk about Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme, oh, man, hard to believe that that guy had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, let alone playing one. Um, those teams around him must have been really good. But yeah, he uh, he was Panthers quarterback for a long time too. Donovan McNabb. Uh, McNabb's one of the more underrated quarterbacks of our lifetime. Could never get over the hump. Of course, he went to those three straight NFC Championship games with the Eagles and lost to the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl. Then he went to the Redskins for a little bit. But uh, put up some really good numbers, and he he was one of the top probably seven or eight best quarterbacks in the NFL during his uh, heyday. Chunky Soup commercials, too. That's right. Matt Hasselback. Matt Hasselback. We want the ball, and we're going to score. Uh, that's that's his lasting impression on me, and then yeah. he throws pick six right away. Yeah. Um, he had some good years with the Seahawks. Wasn't that guy? Wasn't the McKenzie with the long dreads for? Yeah, the, it was for the Packers. that picked it was them either off. McKenzie or they had R. W. McCorders as well. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <a> throwback. <laughs> I think it was McKenzie. Wow, I, I haven't one. thought about him in a decade. <laughs> Rex Grossman. Sexy Rexy, Santa Claus, Indiana zone. Was he? No, he's Bloomington. Bloomington. Yeah, Cutler was uh, Santa Claus. There you go. Yeah, both um, played for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, both played for the Bears. One was a little better than the other. Um, man, if if they would have had a competent quarterback, they might have gone undefeated. That defense was so good uh, in 2005. He was not good in the rain in Super Bowl 41. He was he was not good in the sun most of the <laughs> That's time. <true>. So. <laughs> That's true. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, man. Um, I think his days as an NFL quarterback are finally done. Oh. Uh, I haven't heard about him in a while. Uh, State st- stood up for what he believed. Good for him. Cam Newton, MVP. Cam. Um, his his career fizzled quicker than anybody's career I can think of. Um, one was on top of the world, won an MVP. Broncos kind of broke him a little bit. He was never really the same after that. Matt Ryan. Oh, man, that's the worst one to have on the list, too, because they should not have lost that one. Um, he's I would not put him in the Hall of Fame. He, he had over 60,000 yards, but he just he he feels he felt like such a mediocre, good quarterback. If that makes sense. Jared Goff. Goff. Um, he, had a, he had a bounce back year on honestly could have been considered comeback player of the year if it wasn't for Geno Smith. He had a really good year with the Lions. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Um, where's he end up, you think? Uh, maybe, even though I I, I want to say Derek Carr goes to Washington for my bull predictions, maybe Washington. I wouldn't mind uh, if he doesn't have a starting opportunity, him coming to Miami. Yeah, he'd be good uh, backup. They need a good backup because Teddy Bridgewater's one job this year was to stay healthy. Nah, he he couldn't even do it. So. And Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow will be back. I will go on record and say he's back eventually. Um, almost came, almost went back this year. But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a guy. Although you, you got to look at it, uh, Marino never went back. Maybe that's the same for Burrow. You never gonna, know. They're going to start getting expensive there too. They're already talking about potentially trading T Higgins because mm-hmm. they just can't afford him. Um, and that's a small market team anyway. So who knows. Well, that's, that's the thing with Jalen Hurts. I mean, the, the Eagles are probably going to go ahead and try to get contract done with him, which would scare me if I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, he is worth it. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I would still always wait until you have to, and then you do it. Yeah. But, you know, the Eagles, Lane Johnson, and then, then um, um, Kelsey, they might retire. That, that, yeah. that team could look totally different. Yeah, Kel- Kelsey said he doesn't know yet, and then Lane Johnson just announced he had he's been playing through a shoulder issue, and he's having surgery this week, so – um yeah yeah that's a big i mean that's too big part of their team right there can you name me the only three quarterbacks in nfl history to lose their first super bowl start and eventually come back and win one there's three in nfl history to have there's only this. three yep lose their first super bowl start and then, and then eventually eventually win one win one um our era um no. Uh, one um, pl- one one played during our lifetime, the other two did not. But even though one in our lifetime wasn't really our era. Montana? Did he lose one first? No. Uh, I have no idea. John Elway. 
He lost oh, I should have got that. He lost one. a bunch before he yeah. won his Yeah. Lynn Dawson. Wouldn't have guessed him. Bob Greasy. Ah, well, yeah, they lost to, uh, I think they lost to Dallas. Yep. Yeah. So, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. I mean, when we, we, we talk about quarterbacks and then the Super Bowl, I mean, you would think there's a lot more than three, but like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, other guys just make multiple and find ways to win them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, of course, like Jim Kelly went back a bunch. Tons but, of times. Uh, couldn't get it done. Lost them all. Yep. Yeah. Favre won his first one. He only made one more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breeze only went to one. He won it. Rodgers yep. won, won it. The Mannings both won. Well, Eli never lost one, but Peyton won his first one. Mm-hmm. Would then, then lose his next one. two and then won his last one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Good yep. stuff. And that is this week's word association segment, which is brought to you by Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 574- Two one zero three eight one five. You want to get educated here real quick. I do. I could use smartened up. On this day in 1920, Baseball Hall of Famer Rube Foster and seven other team owners create the first Negro National League in a meeting in Kansas City at a Kansas City YMCA. On uh, this day in 1937, the Boston Redskins... Uh, receive approval from NFL to move to Washington, D.C. to share baseball's Griffith Stadium with first Washington Senators of the American League. Hmm. On this day in 1971, U.S. Vice President Spiro Agnew hit two tee shots into the crowd while golfing, injuring two. (laughs) Oh, that'd be something I'd do. Yeah, yeah. I just... Yeah, watching Rory hit that ball with so many people right there and not decapitating one of them is shocking. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Those guys are so good at their craft. Like, I was watching John Rahm the other day, and he was out way in the desert on a hole out there in Phoenix, and people lined up both sides of him, and he just eh, didn't bother him, just ropes on him. Like, like, I'd kill that person, that person, that person, that person. Because I'd go right or left. <laughs> On this day in 1977, who won the All-Star Game MVP? NBA All-Star Game MVP. 77. 77. Uh, Pete Maravich. Good guess, Dr. J. On this day in 1983, who won the NBA All-Star Game MVP? Magic Johnson. Good guess again, but that's also Dr. J. Oh, Julius. Yeah, Julius Irvin. On this day in 1990, Larry Bird ended his NBA free throw streak of 71 games in a row. It was that pretty must good. Be 70, 71 free throws in a row, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, there's no way he went 71 games in a row without yeah. missing a free throw, I wouldn't think. But, but <laughs> at that age, his back was really given out, and he probably didn't get to the line as much as he did. Yeah, that's a good point. On this day in 94, who won... The NBA All-Star Game MVP. Was that magic? Was that when he came back? No, Scottie Pippen. Oh, I knew magic came back that one year for All-Star Game pretty much only and then won the MVP. But... Who won the 2000 NBA All-Star Game MVP? A lot of NBA All-Star Games. It's killing me. Um, 2000, I, I kind of remember watching this one. Did the East win this one? No. Oh, never mind. That's not the one I'm thinking. Maybe that was like a one or a two. Uh, 2000, let's go. Co-MVPs. Co-MVPs? Let's go Shaq and Kobe. Good guess. Shaq and Tim Duncan. I got half. Right. Who won the 2005 NFL Pro Bowl MVP? <laughs> oh, five. Oh, let's go with... Uh, was this? No, that guy would have been too young. I was going to throw a crazy one out like Carson Palmer, but he would have been too young. Let's go uh, Steve McNair. Peyton Manning. Oh, well, yeah, that was easy. That's 
who who won the Super Bowl MVP last year? Last year the Rams won it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Stafford. Uh Connor Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'll give you 50% on that one. Cooper Cup. Where did I? Connor I'm going to give you a bogey just for That's uh, embarrassing. <laughs> just for saying that. I host a podcast. <laughs> Cooper Connor Cup. Connor Cup. I was, I was seeing him in my head and just <laughs> Cooper Cup. And uh, you said that's going to do it. That's it. That's the on this day on this day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And let them know the Tan and J Man Show sent you for 15% off your order. I saw they Thad just completed a growth chart for somebody. So nice. that's one of their recently completed projects on their social media. So go check it out. Go check out all his work and uh, you will not be disappointed. 15% off. Tell them Tan Jamin Show sent you. I've been scared to ask what a growth chart is, but uh, it just checks your height, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's you know, like a lot of times they'll have, the parent will have the kids next mm-hmm. in the doorway the, and then yeah. make marks. But this way you got one, you don't have to do that. So you should do that. You See get how tall I am. With- See- See if I grow over the summer. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna shriek and make yourself mad. I'll sh- I'll I'll shoot up to six four, be dunking on everyone. I always hate when I go to the doctor, and like they always measure, and you find out what your actual height is. Yeah. Like man, I man, I thought I was five eleven, not yeah. five eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid driver's license. <laughs> I'm rounding up anyways. <laughs> So. Yeah, I I round down when they ask me my weight. So <laughs> good call. Yeah, uh, college hoops, college hoops, college hoops. Another wacky week around the country, oh, and boy. even in the Big Ten over the weekend, including yesterday. Yeah, um, Purdue choked. They did. Um, I only watched the first half on TV. Had to listen to the second half on the radio, which I do not like. Listening to games when they're uh, close, especially basketball. When they're close on the radio, yeah. uh, I was feeling pretty confident when Purdue was up eight with three and a half minutes ish left, but that eight point lead went down to three in like twenty eight seconds, um, and then the game was just never the same. Purdue just turned the ball over a bunch. Uh, Northwestern had a few guys get hot, and Northwestern beats the number one t- ranked team in the country for the first time in program history, and yet again. And a Purdue road loss, the court gets stormed. That's six out of the last seven. I'm just kidding. So, and if it happens to Maryland That's Thursday, crazy. I bet Maryland will do it too. Because uh, Purdue Maryland fell to number three. Too. Purdue, well, Indiana did it, and they ranked twenty first. That's fair. It was a nice rivalry, but they, what what what's getting me with these storm these court storm? I cannot talk tonight. Court Stor- stormings Storm. is I get it. You know, they're eighteen to twenty two year old students. They're having fun. Somebody's gonna get seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. One of these days, because Mason Gillis was fighting through guys to get off the crowd yesterday and help his teammate Brandon Newman get off. Students are pushing them, shoving yeah. them at Northwestern. Could have got really ugly. Um, thankfully, nobody got hurt. Yeah, so. could could because I mean it take a lot to keep your composure there. I mean ha- Gillis hauls off and hits somebody. He's suspended, you know. Yep. And and the student gets nothing, even though yep. the student's probably the one that instigated the whole yep. thing. Yep. Um, that was a very impressive court storm, too. I will say, happened quick. Yeah, um, they were ready. They were ready. Well, Andy Cat said they were ready before the game even started. I hate Northwestern. <laughs> I was a huge Purdue fan yesterday, which I've never said before. I was rooting for them so hard because I hate Northwestern so much. And now Northwestern is going to make the tournament. Yeah, I think I'm, that that really. I'm, I'm surprised they weren't ranked today, to be honest. Yeah. I thought they might crawl into the back half of the 25, mm-hmm. but rank 27. Um, yeah, frustrating. I mean, Purdue shot the ball well in the first half and couldn't hit water. They fell off a boat from three point range in the second half. I mean, Edie was pretty good, but um, Matt Painter was not happy with the officials after the game. Um, but a lot of Big Ten coaches haven't been happy with the officiating. Nothing's changing. Um, yeah. It's probably going to be a year again where the Big Ten. Flanders out in March because they beat up on each other because yeah. the officials let them do that. And NCAA, yep. they won't call it like that. <clears throat> yep. So, um, extremely frustrating. 
make me a little nervous. I mean, Thursday's game's huge now. I already wasn't feeling very good about it even before yesterday's game, but now I'm really nervous about it because, you know, Purdue's got a two-game lead now over everybody in the conference, but lose Thursday, then that lead shrinks even more. And, and, and you know, you got you got Northwestern, Indiana, and Illinois right on your heels. Yeah. So, and, and they and, all play Indiana, each other. Yeah. Yeah, they all play each other this week. So, yeah, Illinois doesn't play Northwestern, do they? No, they don't. They still play them, though. Yes, they do. Next That's week. what I meant. They still yeah. all play each other. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just, it's one of those things you keep. I kept thinking, man, the Big Ten's not very good. But now you look at it, you have, you know, five or six teams there that are over five hundred in conference right. play. Right. Um, the back half is kind of separating themselves. Ohio State is garbage. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, they they are the clear second worst team. They've quit. The, um, ab- oh, absolutely. Scored 14 points in the first half against Michigan State yesterday. Minnesota gave Iowa a game for a little bit. Um, I, I think Nebraska is head and shoulders above those two teams right yeah. now. They're playing some good basketball. doing a good job right now. Uh, but then you have that middle that's all kind of clustered together. Michigan lost. I could see that loss after not scoring the final five minutes. Uh, yep. I, I, I could see Michigan starting to tail off a little bit. That, that loss could – be huge for the Big Ten race, even because yes. that keeps Indiana right there. It, it kept Indiana right there, and maybe Michigan starts giving up right. a little bit too, right? Uh, because they needed that for their resume. I mean, they have a terrible loss to Central Michigan. Um, Arizona State's not that good. They have a, they got killed by them. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they could tail off. It looks like Michigan State's starting to play a little better um, at this point. Uh, Wisconsin's tailing off big time. Blew a 17-point second-half lead to Nebraska and ended up losing in overtime. Um, so I think the top half's separating themselves a little bit and got to include Northwestern in that at this point. I mean, they're 9-5. and five. They've done everything uh, I said they wouldn't do, and that uh, breaks my heart a little bit. But. Well, and that's another thing that makes me a little concerned about Purdue. You know, they're 7-0 against the uh, bottom half, the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Top half, they're 5-3. and three. So, yeah. yeah, a little concerning. Yeah, um, we'll it's obviously, I mean, two of those losses are on the road. Right, um, right. But it, it is tough to win on the road in Big it Ten. Is. But, you know, I just when you have that target on your back. I too. didn't think a Purdue team would lose an eight point lead with three and a half minutes left at Northwestern. Yeah. And, and on the radio, it sounded like they got what they wanted to come out of timeout. Northwestern missed a three. Purdue didn't get the rebound. Northwestern kicks out, hits a three. Five point game, and then it was kind of changed the whole game. Yeah. So maybe if Purdue gets that and, rebound, we're sitting here talking differently. To, to and there are two road losses here the past uh, past week yeah. plus. Past they've 10, lost two of the last three games. Past uh, ten days or so, Braden yeah. Smith looked like a freshman for like yeah, the first time to. all year. Um, I I don't know if Lawyer did much yesterday. Uh, they're starting. To, teams are starting to get really physical with him off mm-hmm. off ball screens, and it's really affecting him. So he he's having he's, he's yeah kind of struggling too. It's it, it's coming to that point of the year where the Big Ten scouts so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to take away your strengths. I mean, Edie's going to do what he does. Yep. Uh, it's those other guys that need to step up. And Gillis did against Penn State, hitting twenty threes or whatever that was. Nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like twenty. It did. Um. Caleb he started first. off three, hitting three that's, that's threes in the first moments. half yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I wish Caleb first would shoot the ball more. He's a good rebounder, good around the hoop. He gets threes and he seems to pass them up. Mm. Um, Braden Smith, it was interesting. You know, the fans were pretty hard on him after they lost to IU. He comes back against Iowa. He did have some turnovers against Iowa, particularly late, but he had 24 points. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe he can repl- replicate that at Maryland, come out and have a really good game scoring-wise. Because mm. um, they got Maryland the first time, but Maryland hung in there. It was a mm. three-point game. And it will be rocking there, but yeah. it's a six thirty game, which I'm a little thankful for because I think six thirty games are hard to get to, uh, mm-hmm. at least right away to get a full, um, especially in the uh, DC area yeah. too. So we'll we'll see uh, that that's going to be a tough one, but yeah, it's uh, you know I'm still I still think Purdue will hang on and win the Big Ten, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not looking as do, solid as it did. Do you think they hang on and get a one seed still? I think they could lose one more. Big Ten regular season game and go into the Big Ten tournament. And they probably need to win one Big Ten tournament game after that to solidify a one seed, yeah. I would say. I tell um, you, who's looking awfully good right now is Alabama. For one, yep. they're, blow- they're blowing everyone out. Uh, UCLA's yep. right there as well. Um, Baylor's kind of creeping up again. Well, Houston's going to uh, get a one. And, and Houston, I mean, they don't play anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's uh, interesting. You got to bring in every night. Yeah. I mean, you could have a week like Tennessee did and lose on two buzzer beaters. Yeah. Again, and, one against a bad team and then one against a decent team. But <laughs> that's nice home. of you to say. That uh, hurt me deeply to say that. I can too. see it in your face. You're, yeah. Hey, you have to talk a little nice about Northwestern and Missouri. It, it, and Missouri. Man. It's a bad day. I, I will Man. not talk nicely about Iowa, even though I think they're pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Rutgers is interesting right now. Um, Their offense is putrid. They are one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, Caleb McConnell is the best defensive player in the Big Ten. His length, um, just the way he approaches defense is absurd, but they they cannot score. Um, They don't really have a true point guard. Mulcahy's okay. McConnell's not a scorer. Um, Omaruyi's a good dunker. Um, I don't know if he's has much of an offensive game. Cam Spencer, if you hold him down, he's nothing, which Jaden Epps did a fantastic job on Saturday, limited him to two points. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, looked like they were getting everything they wanted offensively through the first 24 minutes or so against Illinois. And then uh, Illinois put the clamps on them and went on a 19-0 run and kind of blew them out a little bit. Uh, and that, that was a big win for Illinois just to stay in the Big Ten race in that top four See, but it's also big because they didn't have many quality um, quad one wins. I mean, their quad one wins coming in were um, Texas and UCLA, which which those are arguably the two best wins any team has in the country. Uh, but then Wisconsin was a quad one win on the road, losing Nebraska. Now they're a quad two. Uh, Michigan State was a quad one win when it happened. They're a quad two win now. Same with Ohio State at home. Um, so Illinois didn't really have that quality of win and getting it. And i hoping Rucker stays in that top 30 in the net. Um, who, who knows other schedules, their schedules. Okay. The rest of the year, um, they're a good team, but man, they're, they're a rough watch offensively. Well, even against Indiana last week, Indiana went like 11 minutes and some change yeah. without scoring a field goal and Rutgers couldn't take advantage. Yeah. Rutgers on Saturday, um, did not score a point from the 1505 minute mark in the second half to the 503 minute mark in the second half. That was a 10 minute scoring drop, not just field goal drop scoring drop. Tough to win games <laughs> when you do that. Yep. So well, let's pick some games because I know there's some good ones in the Big Ten this week. Let's do it. Tuesday night on ESPNU, the rare Big Ten ESPNU game. Um, Illinois at Penn State. Illinois gets this one. Penn State's a team. I think we talked about every other Big Ten team except Penn State. Yeah. They're they're not going to make the tournament. They're starting to fall. Yeah, they're starting to slip a little bit. They're still a scary team to play because they, they go uh, bombs away. They go bombs away. That loss at home Illinois has could end up being a quad three loss by the end of the year without Penn State sliding. Um, I do think Illinois gets revenge here. I think they'll be ready, uh, definitely. And I honestly, I think Illinois plays better on the road, it feels like. I don't That's know not a favorable place for Illinois, though, in the history, and you know that. It's 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 not. It no. has been it has been in the Underwood era, at least the past couple of years, where no. they uh, – they I don't know if they played there last year. But the year before, I remember, they got down 18 in the first half, came back and won by 20-something. It was – I was gonna say, well, nobody's crazy. there, but actually, nobody's ever there. So yeah, no one ever there. Um, yeah, give. I, I think it's. I think it's a close one. I think Illinois should be able to score against them anyway. Uh, Nebraska at Rutgers. I'll take uh, Rutgers, but it wouldn't shock me if this game's close. Yeah, Nebraska's missing two starters too, but man, Tomanaga <laughs> bombs away. He's, he's he's the Big Ten Steph Curry right now. He, he's he's fun to watch when you're not playing. You hate him. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. But uh, he's he's fun to watch. Uh, Michigan at Wisconsin. Both teams need this one. I'm going to go Wisconsin just because they're at home. But, yeah, both teams are just. Yeah, I've talked about Michigan maybe giving up a little bit, but I think Wisconsin's definitely giving up, especially after that loss at Nebraska. Uh, Oh, man. Give me Michigan, though, Uh, on the road. Wednesday night, we have Minnesota at Michigan State. Michigan State. Give me Michigan State. Indiana at Northwestern. Mm, I think Indiana gets it done. I, I do as well. Um, Northwestern has a hangover after coming off off a huge win. Indiana is one of the hottest teams in the country. They right are. Now. They are. They're playing. They I mean, are. they did they did get beat pretty handily by Maryland a few weeks ago, but uh, and they're mostly a two man team right now. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, working. they went into Michigan and won without Race Thompson and without obviously Xavier Johnson. He um, might be coming back soon, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Purdue at Maryland. Uh, all day long, I've been telling myself Maryland's going to win this one, and I even thought that before the Northwestern game. My heart won't let me do it. I'm going Purdue. I don't know why. Why I've changed my mood. 
Give me Purdue as well. I think, I mean, Matt Painter's too good of a coach to lose two in a row. Um, speaking of not losing two in a row, Illinois has lot, not lost two in a row since January of last year. Well, that, um, that'll so, always get you in consideration for whatever you're, you're playing yeah, for. So. Yep. So uh, give, give me Purdue. Uh, Ohio State at Iowa. Iowa. Iowa, large. Um, Iowa might hold a team under 60 points. That's how bad Ohio State's <laughs> offense is. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we have Illinois at Indiana. Mm. Uh, this was an ugly matchup for Illinois the first time. Ugly. I I think IU gets it done. This is painful for me to say because I think they have a good week and they're they're just going to keep climbing. Uh, this will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. I think the Illini go in there and get her done. Um, there's something about it. I, I just feel like Illinois is going to win that one. They've won two straight in Assembly Hall. Um, I think they're mad about what happened now. If they come out with the same defense against Trace Jackson Davis, um, I won't feel that way. But uh, <laughs> give me the Illini. I, I like the way the Illini are playing right now. And that's well, I hope you're right, and I hope win. I'm wrong. So, <laughs> uh, Rutgers at Wisconsin. First one to 45 wins this one. I'll take Rutgers in this one. Yeah, give me Rutgers on the road. Michigan State at Michigan. Michigan, big week for them. I don't know why, Bob. I'm taking Michigan this one. I have no idea why. I'm taking Michigan as well. I'm taking them twice this week. Penn State at Minnesota. Penn State. Give me Minnesota at home. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, Ohio State at Purdue. That's a CBS one. Uh, Ohio State gets the CBS games. They they had CBS Yesterday, have a CBS yep. this Sunday, and I think they have a CBS brand, two man. Sundays. It's the brand. Uh, I think Purdue gets them pretty all. easily. And here's my great about oh, Purdue, real quick. I, I know we're I know we're gonna wrap this up soon. Purdue has has had two Saturday Big Ten games this year, and they're both against Indiana. Every other weekend's been Sunday. Yeah, um, that has been a thing that Illinois fans complained about all year last year too. So it. you guys kind of got that schedule. Yeah. Well, uh, I, Illinois had a bunch of Saturday games, and I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, Purdue large. Maryland at Nebraska trap game here. Maryland. And I hope Maryland loses twice this week. Uh, but give, give me Maryland on the road. Then Iowa at Northwestern. Give me Northwestern in that one. Give me Northwestern as well. J-Man's Book of Producer of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Tra- Travis Watchering. Excuse me. Life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Book it! Anything else before? Bogey, J-Man. We, you got anything else before we get to Birdie Bogey? I really don't. I, we've, we've talked about all the topics I wanted to. So, Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown, caught a touchdown, I should say, on his on the opening drive of the Super Bowl. I'm going to start that over because I butchered that uh, <laughs> terribly. Travis Kelsey's opening drive touchdown was the 16th of his playoff career, passing what player for second in NFL history, and what player does he trail? I think one of these guys fits one. I don't know which one. Um, I'm probably wrong being so confident in this guy. But uh, Jerry Rice. Which one? Oh, did he, you jerk. Um, did I, did he uh, pass him or uh, does he trail him? Oh, you jerk. Um, uh, trails him. <laughs> you got that one. No! Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Who'd he pass? Who, Who'd he pass? Who'd he pass? All right. Somebody that had played a lot of Super Bowls. A lot of Super Bowls. Um, paid, uh, did he pass Rob Gronkowski? He did, man. Yes! You got it. <laughs> Tied up. Tied. That was impressive. That was a pole. Wow, boy, T Dog. That was impressive. The only other one I was thinking was Michael Irvin. I'm like, I don't think he played. He played <laughs> in a decent amount, but yeah, Whew. that was a good one. Craig to Tanner. That's my birthday gift to him, even though he hey. did all the work. Uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.